not to be the most basic of all basics, but fall is the best season, and I loved it before it became a thing. <laughs> I liked fall before it was popular. You're a fall um, hipster is what I'm hearing right now. Guess what, Cheaty? What? You basic. I always love the cold weather. I hate hot weather. I hate the summer. Like, when it's beautiful and, like, Pacific Northwest summer where it's like mid 70s and sunny like that's okay but I'm a sweaty individual I don't like the I the feeling of just sitting and sweating as we discussed at length this summer during uh, the heat cone I would much rather be cold because you can always bundle up and become cozier mm, as cozy at a certain point you can't take off any more clothes yeah and you're just still miserable agreed um so naked always... and miserable and sweating <laughs> and leaving a sweat outline on your oh. Brooklyn and duvet oh. and all of these things. So I am just uh, fall is my time. I prefer it to winter because I do enjoy warm flavors, warm scents. It's not just a pumpkin spice thing. It's just, you know, it's a wonderful transition. I love Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving is by far the best holiday after Halloween. I love... I love candy. I like mm. sale candy. Like it's mm. just, it's the best. I like berry toned nails yes. and lipstick. Yes. I say gesturing in this audio medium to my current lipstick yes. and nails. Gorge. Um, I went to Trader Joe's the other day. Ooh. And because oldest daughter is the most basic of girls as well. Also loves anything pumpkin and pumpkin spice flavored. And this is, tis the season. Trader yeah, Joe's. Pumpkin JoJo's. Pumpkin JoJo's. They had, I mean, there were so many different pumpkin flavored cookie options. Um, so she is, she's a happy girl. She's also accumulating her, her powers. Youngest daughter, on the other hand, she always, she's always sucking power from, you know, <laughs> the universe is fine. Totally fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, I just feel better in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the opposite of seasonal affective disorder. Yes. It's just happy season. Everything feels better. Ooh. And even like that's when it starts to get rainy in Seattle again. I know oh, a lot of people are all like, it. oh, summer's over so rainy. But like oh, the sound <laughs> no, of rain it. and I'm all cozy and I'm like, again, this is the most basic just girly things. But like all like in my super soft blanket, cat on my lap, oh. reading a book Cup of coffee. with either cup of coffee a cup of like wine a cup of wine <laughs> glass of wine cup of wine just ooh, it just mm-hmm. makes me so happy did i tell you what we're doing after we're done recording <gasps> no putting up the halloween decorations because it's already october Fuck. 3rd yes. today it's october 3rd Holy today shit. So we're two, i know we're two days down i feel like i have orange lights somewhere i okay I always get it in my head that I am going to put lights up on my tiny little house. I have the clips. I mm-hmm. have all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I have big outdoor bulb ones that are like should just be up in my little back patio forever. I have seasonal ones. I have mm-hmm. like Christmassy, like the big like 70s yeah, style. Yeah, I love it. And I think I have a string of orange Christmas lights, like fairy lights somewhere Ooh. that are meant for October spoopy times. Love it. I have never once put them up. lights on my house. Well, and I'm I'm entering year three of living in this house. Look, there's I still just time. renewed my lease. There's still time. Well, A, congratulations. B, there's still more time. 
C, I happened to be at Target when they put out the Halloween stuff in August. So I grabbed, yeah, it was like early to mid-August. So I grabbed a string of skeleton lights and pumpkin lights. And I'm very excited about both of them. And the skeleton lights, no one can see me. The skeleton lights (laughs) dangle. Have a little. They dangle. Everyone Everyone knows what gesture you're making. Right <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's lovely. Um, my my one big issue with putting up the lights, mm-hmm. it's one, it's one, well, no, two Just issues. One, two, one, two, two, two. one. Mm-hmm. I do not own a, a ladder. These are all very easily fixed issues. <laughs> I do not own a ladder. Two, um, there is but one outdoor outlet on my home and it is in a shitty shitty place for light Mm. placement uh i mean for number one don't buy a ladder borrow a ladder i borrow one from a neighbor from i mean mm, you know that family next door to you has a ladder possibly they have a very tall home they do number two i got nothing extension many many (laughs) fire hazardous extension cords we need to go full National Lampoon on this shit. All right. <laughs> Lizards, welcome to Spoopy Season. Spoopy. I'm Katie. I'm M.M. This is the Wine Times Mysteries podcast where we are bi-coastal besties bonding over wine, mysteries. And spooky season. My my witch powers gathering. Mm. Hoodie season. Leather jacket season. Sp- oh, Boots. <sighs> Boots. Yeah, the best fashion for my body oh. type season, Boots, where I'm just scarves, cozy. And sweaters. Oh, I love beanies, it. Beanies. Beanies. Beanies for days. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have two small mysteries today. It is a sequel of sorts <gasps> because they are two medical mysteries. <gasps> dum ba bum These are both two discrete offense, though. These are not, I'm not telling you okay. about two diseases that are going to give you nightmares, like being are allergic you sure? to water. Uh, these are just two discrete events that happen okay. that are fucking weird. Medical Can't wait. Mysteries. Can't wait. Lay it on me. Medical-ish. Okay. Um, our our first one is a, is really fucking weird and funky, but there is a medical aspect to it. So the, uh, the first one actually is, uh, both of these are on the West Coast. Our first one takes place in glorious Washington State. Uh, it is the Oakville Blobs. Have you Have you heard of the Oakville Blobs? No, but in my mind, I'm thinking of the slime from Stardew Valley. Is that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not living and attacking you. Um, by the way, at some point, you'll get as a treasure a slime ring where they can't hurt you and your life will change. Damn. Okay. It makes it makes it so much easier to go spelunking and all those different yeah, dungeons, yeah, yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. the volcano dungeon. Anyway, um, so I didn't Oak know there Blobs. was a volcano. Oh, cause what? Okay, cause once you finish the community center, uh-huh. then you help Willie repair his boat. Two thousand years later. Yeah. So Oakville blobs. Uh, my sources for this are an article uh, from KXRO.com, mm-hmm. uh, an article on Medium. Kind of. There was an unsolved mysteries episode about really? it. Really. Some of the facts in that apparently are disputed. So, so I only sort of. Oakville kind of... is a city. Town. It's a little ta- it is a small town. It's uh-huh. a little southwest of Olympia. So okay. if you're looking at a map to the left and down of me. Got it. 
um, because kindergarten failed, and that's how I think okay. of directions. I, it just looked like I was crossing myself in the <laughs> in the Zoom, but I was really in my head. Okay, there we go. And when I say small town, population around seven hundred. Very small. Yes. Are we counting so, the blobs in the population? We are not. It okay. would go wildly up and then immediately down. Oh. Um. So, August of nineteen ninety four. It's a little. It was early a good time. For... It was a good time. Better than Ezra rising in the charts. Some of us were turning fourteen, about to go to high school. It was a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. You know, uh, Aladdin was probably still pretty huge. Uh, it starts to rain, as it tends to do everywhere, not just in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will give my rant at any time whenever whenever anyone is like, "Doesn't it rain so much there?" It rains fucking it rains everywhere. everywhere. That's what. That's what weather does. Except we have, for the like, Calico Desert and Stardew Valley, it rains everywhere. And during winter uh, in general. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, we just have like 50-ish more days of rain than other Love places. But like, give me more days of yeah. rain. Okay, so. So, it was raining. And people started to report that it wasn't just rain coming down, but translucent gelatinous blobs about the size of half of a grain of rice so people half at first a thought grain it was, of rice so people at first thought it was hail and then they touched it and it was like jello ew they i'm sorry the gr- <laughs> ew. nasty okay so it covered the ground during the night and like like, so a resident goes out and is just like, what's this? And Because she thinks it's hail, so she touches it. Uh-huh. It's not hail. Ew, it's I'll like share- jello that's just falling from the sky. Oh. And then, after she touches it, she develops flu-like symptoms. <gasps> I mean, she could have just had the flu. Possible. Uh, but this happened throughout the town. Because the rain covered about 20 square miles. <laughs> just like when you had like the the herds of crickets in texas and just herds of bugs and there would just be bugs fucking everywhere. yeah but at least then i'm like okay i know where bugs come from right right but like think i'm just saying think yeah. of the amount oh so much jello yuck so, oh i'm getting really squicked out over here so uh, resident Beverly Roberts says that everyone in the whole town came down with something like the flu, but it was a very what? hard, a very hard flu. <laughs> nice. It lasted seven weeks to two or three months Jesus. for some people. Um, a police officer said uh, that, you know, he was driving uh-huh. and he turned on his windshield wiper and it just uh-huh. smeared like, ew, paint ew, 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 ew. to the point where they couldn't see. So, and he said it was it was very mushy, like you were holding Jello in your hand. Uh, <laughs> um, so, okay, so it falls. It's raining yep. Jello. It falls. People touch it. They're getting sick. It's smearing on car windshield wipers. What does it just disappear after a while? Does it just evaporate? I, I think it just dissolves the way, like, kind of like if you were to leave Jello out, eventually it returns to liquid form. <laughs> <laughs> Small, small, small palate cleanser time with an aside from my childhood, unrelated to blobs, entirely related to Jell-O. So uh, we sort of stopped doing Jell-O in my house because my brother and I would just pick it up with our hands and fight with it. 
your mother, saint that she is, put up with that that's, shit for way too long. That's when both, Vanna yeah. got so big in my house because you're not going to fight with cottage cheese. Uh, if you guys are yeah. fighting with Jello, why wouldn't you fight with cottage cheese? Because that's like gross. This is hilarious. Jello's hilarious. Sure, sure, he, sure, sure, sure. Brett, that's what Brett would literally too. Those ladies, those ladies fighting in Jello is just hilarious. Brett would literally go, Jello, it's good to eat. And then he'd like do a little scoop with his hand. Oh, no. And it's fun to, and it's fun to hold. And I'm like, that Brett. should be its <laughs> That should be its new tagline. <laughs> um anyway, fun aside to like kind of get your gag reflex back down. That didn't help. So, now I'm just thinking about your poor mother cleaning her fucking kitchen after well, you we two we wild throw- children were throwing red jello everywhere. It wasn't like a food fight. It would just be like, haha, like it hits you and then oh. it falls into your plate. It's not like every. It's not like a baby's birthday where okay. like icing is literally smashed but then she, into now crevices. Now she's wash those clothes again. She's got to do it immediately because yeah. you got Jello on it. Come Fair. on, come on, your poor mother. Think of your mother. So yeah, I mean, one time <laughs> Brett might might have to correct me. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I definitely threw like I want to say like a piece of pork tenderloin at my mom. She said something, and I didn't throw it hard. I just like tossed it, and it like went and like landed on her plate, and all of us just started laughing. Like it wasn't like mean. It was it related to whatever we were talking about. We were just like. <laughs> the sound of just this little piece of pork. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that story is like literally only for me and Brett. Um, so, okay. The blobs rained down six times in three weeks. I'm sorry, what? Dozens of people got sick with this flu-like symptoms. Several cats and dogs died after Fucking coming into contact no. with the blobs. And then they just stopped. So... What were they? Were people scooping up samples and sending it to the CDC, CIA, the FBI, the NIS? The Washington State Department of Ecology Hazardous Spill Response Unit said that they were, the cells from the blobs had no nuclei, which is weird. What? That's one thing. What? But they're the only people that, I don't know. They're the only people that said that. Uh, One report was there. So there was a woman who had a farm. Her name was Sunny Barclift, and her mother got sick uh, yeah. from the blobs. Like, her mom was one of the people who were just like, is this hail? What the fuck? And, like, touched it directly. And then after that, Sunny's like, I always wore gloves and da 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 They all died of uh, cancer at the end. She saved a sample in her freezer and sent it off to a research <sighs> lab like the smarty bitch. pants she is. Yes. Um. So one report said that the blobs contained human white blood cells. What? What? The private research lab that Sunny sent her Uh sample off to said it was a eukaryotic cell, which a eukaryotic cell is like an animal cell. It's like it has mitochondria. It has like all the different, you know, when you in a science textbook, when you see like the cross section of a cell that has like all these Uh different organelles in it where Uh it's like. I'm not remembering. I remembered mitochondria off the top of my head, but the rest of these don't think I just remembered. This. Is a powerhouse the endo- of the cell. <laughs> the endoplasmic reticulum, the Golgi yeah. apparatus, like all of those thingies, the canal-like system of membranes connect within the cell, lysosomes, the digestion of the cell, all of these things. 
are you in is what's in eukaryotic cells and that's what this other research lab was like it's a eukaryotic cell it has all of this stuff so it's like a reigning living organism no none of the cells are like working together to be an organism but like the cell like but the cells are all globbed together in these little that are from a living organism the washington department washington state department of health uh, had a microbiologist named mike mcdowell and he looked at the blobs and he said that they uh contain two species of bacteria this is going to mean nothing to either of us but pseudomonas fluorescens and endobacter cloacae sounds like not good news is what it sounds like and he said they could lead to illness Uh Um, and then his samples disappeared (gasps) Then did he die from a mysterious illness? He came in and he's to work and he's like, the fuck? Where'd they go? And apparently the response was, do not ask. <gasps> oh, shit. So Mike McDowell thinks that it was manufactured for some purpose and Oakville being a small town was a test site. Yeah, what, uh, what federal... Agencies have um, local offices near Oakville. Yeah, it's it's not like it's Montgomery County Agricultural making goat men or anything. Um, <laughs> They're in goats with the goat men makers. <laughs> so there are a couple of theories here. One is that it was military weapons testing, and this is some sort of biological weapon. Uh, another was that the military was doing bombing runs in the ocean and hit a bunch of jellyfish <gasps> and that and that the bits of the jellyfish oh, went up bits. into the stratosphere jellyfish and then rained bits? down fuck you oh god nasty but the cells weren't jellyfish cells but this is just something Katie? that was a popular Ooh, theory <laughs> <laughs> and then the response is even though the air force did confirm they were doing bombing runs over the pacific during that time they were like one it's not jellyfish and two we didn't we weren't bombing with like jelly substances we were bombing with bombs it <laughs> i don't care <laughs> so although many people be- don't believe this theory because again you would you would be able to look at these cells and be like this comes from a jellyfish mm-hmm. uh it, the the theory became so popular within the community that people thought of having like a jellyfish festival and like ew, having like jellyfish no. themed things no ew stop no um, again the reference to Stardew Valley where they all watch the jellyfish come in and so ew no. <laughs> Theory number two comes from a guy named Dr. Little, who was a physician who treated some of the people who got sick, who posited that maybe a plane was flying over the town and it was waste from a plane. That's like, not what waste kinda, looks like, my friend. No. Uh, but kind of like uh, how Dave Matthews Band dropped all of their the waste from their bus like on people that time. A little baby. Um, it was, he thinks it was something like that. And the FAA is like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> A nice try, doctor. 
<laughs> right. So then the last thing I'm going to say with this to wrap it up, because that's it. Like, we don't know anything else, is a statement from Sunny Barcliffe herself. Uh-huh. Because, because that you know, Unsolved Mysteries had an episode three years after the incident. And it was just some of the facts were disputed and things like that. So Sunny wrote a statement. And it was. She calls it the fallout is when the yeah. blobs. So. It is my understanding that after the fallout, several people in the community did come down with a flu-like illness that lasted four to eight weeks in some cases. A couple that stick out in my mind were two people who had complications associated with kidney infection or kidney involvement, which is unusual, but I didn't go door to door and interview people as the state of their health. Um, Communally, it was thought to be something like the flu. Some individuals, such as my mother and David Lacey, who was the police officer who was talking about the windshield wiper, uh-huh. um, had more acute system symptoms when her mother first found the substance on top of a box on the porch where she stored wood. She touched it with her bare hands and became very ill within hours oh of contact God. with the substance. So initially she was treated for Meniere's disease, a disease of the inner ear. She had extreme vertigo, dizziness, and felt like the room was spinning. Mm. Um, But she also had a fever and other symptoms of infection. Um, Upon her release, she asked Dr. Little what her mother's diagnosis was. And he said, I don't know, some type of virus. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Beats the hell out of me, lady. But her mother did completely recover, and um, apparently Meniere's disease usually manifests as an ongoing problem, but she never had the symptoms again because it never rained blobs again. She said, it's also interesting to note my mother had a plethora of outdoor cats because uh, they lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. Gradually, over the following months, some of those cats also died or went missing. Ooh. Yeah. Poor babies. Dr. Little was the attending physician on duty when my mother arrived at the hospital. I had brought a sample of the substance to the hospital because uh, Sunny is a badass bitch uh-huh. and explained to Dr. Little that less than 24 hours earlier, my mother had made contact with the substance. And since we didn't know uh-huh. like what uh-huh. it was, could you uh-huh. test it? Uh-huh. So he's when he found that it had uh, human white blood cells in it. Ooh, oh, nasty. What? Yeah. Both of her mother's dogs got sick after the first fallout. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. No. The vet said they had an infection. No. Um, yep. Gross. So six fallouts over three weeks. All of all of them her mother documented in a journal. There were rumors that nearby farms experienced death of larger animals like horses and cows. Uh, but yeah, so she, and she sent samples all over the place trying to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure out what it was. Over the years, she says, she's hel- I've held some information close to me. Very little of it has been released to the press. However, two years ago, some information surfaced on the internet that led to me to the conclusion that the Oakville event was, in fact, a continuity exercise conducted by the military. So she also is thinking that, you know, the military mm-hmm. wanted to test some sort of something or other. They picked Oakville as, no. like, let's see what, how, how do they respond? Let's see what happens. I'm afraid I have some very bad news. I, Chris Traeger... After several sustained hours of diarrhea, combined with violent coughing and a devastating fever, followed by even more diarrhea, have succumbed to the avian flu. I'm dead. But that, but we don't know. Wow. Because it never happened again. Thanks for giving me something new to be afraid of, Katie. I really appreciate it. I was, I was running out of things in my current life, so thank you. <laughs> Please thank still you. move out here. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, Oakville's pretty far away. It didn't happen. In I'm Seattle. just in general okay. something to be afraid of. Now I can worry about gelatinous blobs falling from the sky that will give me the next COVID variant, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Except that it has white blood cells. And <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. So wait, I'm. do you want to see a picture of them or no? You know the answer is yes. <laughs> Because it's like, I don't want to, like, bring this upon you. I mean, it but, cannot uh, be worse than what I'm imagining. It's true. I'm probably imagining. Ew. Yeah, not not worse than what I was imagining. I feel like if this is a bunch, maybe that coalesce together. Because See, if it's supposed to be that small. That one, I guess, um, the one next to it on the bottom. Amen. Ugh, it almost looks like eggs. Like insect eggs, like larvae. Ugh. Ugh, yeah, okay. not worse. It's about on par with what I was expecting. Still not great. So, <laughs> story number two. Please, please. This is the story of the toxic lady. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. So, Another medical mystery. The toxic lady is uh, the, you know, pithy secret name. We're not talking about your mom, everybody. We're not talking about her. (laughs) Her name was Gloria Ramirez. She was 31 years old from Riverside, California. She was so young. I didn't know that she was, or if I had ever known. I mean, I know like a little bit about the story, but I guess I never really fully digested the fact that she was only 31. And to have late stage cervical cancer yeah. at 31. And what yeah. year was this? Uh, this was, wow, did I literally not write down the year like an asshole? It's in the Hold 80s? On a second. 94. Oh, shit. What is this? This, that's, you know, that's the name of the episode. 1994. What the fuck happened in 94? <laughs> um, at 8.15 p.m. on February 19th, 1994. Uh, Gloria Ramirez is admitted to the emergency department of Riverside General Hospital by paramedics suffering from late stage cervical cancer and she had extreme heart palpitations. So that's why she was in the ambulance going to the emergency. She was very, very confused and presented with tachycardia, which is the super high heart rate. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably pronouncing this first word wrong. Shane Stokes respiration which is characterized as deep and fast breathing and then apnea. So okay. it's like, and then you stop breathing for a second. Right. And, oh, gee, and then, God, that sounds yeah. awful. Okay. All of it's awful. So, but she's on her way to the hospital, so things have to be better right. there, right? And, and she gets there. She's checked in. Okay. She's in the emergency room. Riverside. Room. So the staff tries to sedate her, which is, you know, normal procedure. Well, yeah, because if she's having, like, the super fast heartbeat and the problems with her breathing, like it'd be really hard to do anything with her in that right. condition. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. S- super standard. And then they tried to defibrillate her heart too. Jeez. Cause even, cause they don't just defibrillate you when it's not working. Like when it stops, they do it when, if it's, they right. try to shock it back into northern, nor- normal rhythm. I do that all the time where I try to shock you back into a nor- normal rhythm. <laughs> So they, the staff noticed an oily sheen covering her body and a fruity, garlicky odor possibly coming from her mouth. Uh, a nurse, uh, Susan Kane, 
tried to draw blood from her and she said she thought it smelled like ammonia as she was drawing the blood. Okay, so her breath smells like fruity garlic. Her blood smells like ammonia. Ammonia. She has an oily sheen all over her. her. Yep. uh, So Susan passes the syringe to a medical resident, Julie Gorshinsky, who noticed manila-colored particles floating in the blood. What? What? So Susan, who initially took the blood, faints. Not from the manila particles, but just is in general gets lightheaded and faints. Okay. And is removed from the room. Julie starts to feel nauseated and leaves the room and goes and sits down at a nurse's station. Someone comes to ask her if she's okay. And then Julie's just like, and I'm going to faint too. I was going to say, and Julie says, no. And go, ugh. Julie says, and is out. A respiratory therapist who was in the room and assisting also faints. And at that point, they're like, everyone out of the room. Mm-hmm. so they get everyone who's because i don't know if you've like been in an er recently but usually there's like a swarm of people it's not just one person working on yeah. you like it's yes so they're like okay skeleton crew mm-hmm. the only people who must be in here to work on her and keep her alive everyone else out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however unfortunately gloria dies at 8 50 from kidney failure from all of this and so, like, the official cause of death is kidney failure from her cancer as okay. a complication of her cancer. So I was going to say, when you have, like, when your breath smells like, I don't know about the garlicky thing, but I know either smelling really sweet can sometimes be mm-hmm. because you're having kidney problems. I know if it smells bad, it's like Ted Lasso situation. It could be because you have an infection, right? But um, it can also, yeah, kidney problems can cause different breath issues. An almond is gangrene. The more you know. <laughs> or arsenic. Uh, so, so, so she was admitted at 8.15 and passed away at 8.50. Damn. So that's the how long she was there. So while treating her, you had the people that fainted. Mm-hmm. Other people experienced shortness of breath and muscle spasms. God. Five people needed to be hospitalized themselves. Jeez. 23 total fell ill in some way, shape, or form. And Julie was in, uh, Julie Gorshinsky, the medical resident, uh, was in the ICU for two weeks. Jesus. California Health and Human Services was like, what the fuck? And they put two scientists on the case to investigate. Their original idea was that it was mass hysteria. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm a science investigator. And I deem you hysterical. Uh, oddly enough, with this explanation, uh... Most of the people, the people that were more affected, um, the majority of the people who got sick were women. Well, no wonder. It was a bunch of smooth-brained women. Of course they got hysterical. I'm sorry, but that doesn't explain the particles (laughs) in her blood. No. No. So the people who had the most severe symptoms tended to be people within two feet of Gloria Mm -hmm. and that had handled her IV in some way. So... You know, uh, Susan, the nurse who was taking her blood and helping set that up and anything kind of getting into Gloria's fluids, you know. Um, So Julie is like, it is not fucking mass hysteria. Did you see what happened to me? Mm -hmm. I was in the ICU for two weeks. Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) and so she developed hepatitis. (gasps) 
and avascular necrosis, <gasps> which do not Google this. Oh, that's... It is... F- the pictures are fucking gross. I can only imagine. that means your veins are dying, right? Yeah. Her avascular necrosis was in her knees. <gasps> so it was death of bone tissue <gasps> due to interruption of blood supply. So right with the veins. Oh, no. Don't don't look it I'm up. I'm not. Don't worry about it. Not gonna do it. I was not even tempted. Not even tempted. I had some supporting uh, sources for this, but really my main source was basically I started with the Wikipedia article, which is actually quite excellent, mm-hmm. and then I was going on all of the sources and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I that was kind of the, the backbone of my research here, and so I was like, oh, what's a vascular necrosis? That sounds terrible. And I clicked on it. I was like, no, I didn't need to see a picture. I just want. I just wanted. I, I but just Julie, a, uh... Dr. Julie recovered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, they don't go into if she had to, like, have the necrotic tissue removed or But, what, yeah, you but don't like, have that happen because of hysteria. Mass hysteria. No, like, it's just sort of like, I realize that some things can be psychosomatic, but I don't think hepatitis can be psychosomatic. No. Did they say which kind of hepatitis it was? They didn't. They did not. It just said hepatitis and the avascular necrosis. Yeah, oh, sorry. My my watch was telling me I need to stand up because it's judgmental. Because vascular anyway. necrosis. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, my poor knees, that snap, literally 80% of the time that I bend them. Uh, <laughs> um, literally, I just need to shift them slightly and they're just like, anyway. I learned that if something can crack and then crack immediately again, because you know when you crack your knuckles, um, I find cracking of bones and knuckles fascinating. I know some people are super grossed out by it. But, uh, like, when you crack your knuckle, you can't do it again right away. Right. You have to let um, it build up because, a little bit. Right, right. The gas in your the knuckle fluid or whatever. <laughs> um, yes. But if you have something that can crack over and over and over again, usually that means it's your, like, tendons and ligaments, like, kind of snapping over the bone. And you can do that <laughs> ad nauseum. Which is why I can just like literally, I want to say it's eighty percent of the time I bend my knees, and that's not Thank just you. age. Thank you. I feel nauseum right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's not age. My knees have done that since the girls second, third are grade. Fascinated with cracking every single joint that they can, and sometimes youngest daughter will be like, "Hey, mom, just come put your ear right here, it's just like around her knee," and she can she can just like barely flex it and. It, pop and it's just ooh, that's moving back on to toxic blood i would rather talk about toxic blood than pop. i i also have knee i have knee weird stuff with my knees anyway yeah. but yeah my knees and my ankles i can just necrosis will do that to you yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so the riverside coroner's office contacts a third-party lab lawrence livermore national lab uh-huh. to investigate further because it ain't mass hysteria what the fuck right And their hypothesis, which is the generally accepted solution, but is still sort of contested from people. Like, they can't really prove it. Because it it was like a perfect storm of stuff, and they can't recreate it. So their hypothesis is that Gloria had been using dimethyl sulfoxide as a home remedy. This is a solvent that you can get at hardware stores that's used as a very powerful degreaser. They think she was using, she was voluntarily, orally taking a degreaser. I don't know if it was oral or if it was topical because it's a gel. 
What? Apparently it's used as a like a home pain remedy, probably by people who also take fucking horse dewormer. Um, what? But it has a garlic-like taste to it, which is why they're like, well, if it, her breath was garlicky, maybe. No. <laughs> and she was in a lot of pain from her cancer, so they think that this is possible. Couldn't and she then- have just gone to see Dr. Weed? Come on. Not in ni- not in 94 during the war on drugs. Jesus. So, dimethyl sulfoxide is DMSO. That's okay. the sure you know, abbreviate sure yeah. Giving her oxygen like they would in the emergency room would change it into DMSO2, which would have caused it to crystallize a little, which they think might have been the floating things in her blood. And then defibrillation could have transformed the DMSO2 into DMSO4, which would basically make her a canister of nerve gas. Oh my God. Because DMSO4 is highly, highly toxic. And that would be what was affecting the others in the room, particularly those that were closer to her and the sources of getting close to her internal stuff. That is frightening. But also the third party, did they like, actually get samples that they were looking at or are they just thinking about so. okay so they had whatever it was blood tissue blah, blah, blah. yeah at this point like it's been published this solution yeah has been published in journals uh-huh. and like it has appeared in textbooks and stuff but has not been proven As... like fully because they don't have another person yeah thank they can't, god like, recreate it thank god <laughs> they can't like they can't have some rando be like listen take like we because if she, if she was yeah. using this Decreaser, they wouldn't know how how much, how often, so they can't recreate that. Was she? Do we know if she was like living alone? I don't know. Her family contests this answer. I was gonna say, like, like it seems like, especially if someone's that ill, I would hope that they would be living with someone, a caregiver, or just someone, and who would know? Like, yeah, she went to the hardware store her day and bought them how to decreaser. <laughs> I mean, where's Dr. House to break into her home and find it? You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used, so to, she used was... to do that shit all the time. So she's she's basically chugging the goo gone. Or using it as like, uh, right, like right, a right. Like a icy ointment. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> and like rubbing it into her skin so it gets into her bloodstream. <laughs> so her family's like, we think that this is wrong. Sounds stupid. Yeah. We we think that the hospital fucked up and this is some sort of cover-up to put the um, blame on to Gloria. An alternate theory that has been proposed, but I don't think this is from the family, but I think this is in general, an alternate theory that has been put forth, is that she could have been uh, exposed to um, methylamine and amine, whatever, and other precursor chemicals that are used in the production of meth. Riverside was one of the largest meth distribution points in the U.S. at this point, and hospital workers were sort of involved oh. in because that's where you get that's where you can get massive amounts of the chemicals oh, needed. Okay. So they think like, what if? And this is all conjecture, right? What if so there were there were people at this hospital in Riverside producing these precursor chemicals and then mm-hmm. accidentally administered some to her if they accidentally because if they're making the precursor chemicals in iv bags and they accidentally give her an iv bag it would could have started causing some of these reactions and um a lot of those precursor chemicals smell like ammonia 
Oh. I, okay, so the more I keep thinking about this, someone has, again, someone has late stage cancer. Because we live in a garbage country, we can't necessarily say that she was receiving the proper type of medical care that she should have been receiving. But I would hope that she was going to see a doctor or some medical professional staff. And that she had any sort of pain management, that she wouldn't turn to right. a home remedy degreaser unless she had, who knows, maybe she had no insurance maybe. and had nothing. Maybe. And it was just... Maybe, yeah. But even then, it's like, I'd rather... I. It just seems like there's so, so many other things, even if I'm not taking a pharmaceutical product, that I would take before turning to a degreaser for pain management but i like not like like horse dewormer yeah like horse dewormer or um i don't know alcohol <laughs> like i don't know like wine like wine like hashtag wink <laughs> well now they're definitely gonna sponsor us um but i haven't been in that situation so i don't know i also yeah. just like never heard of anybody using it feels like if this is a pain management thing that, like, I've never heard of high school kids, like, going out and, I'm going to go to the Ace Hardware and buy some degreaser from Friday night. And and I don't I don't know um, about the chemical makeup of it, if maybe it's just, like, because you would turn to it because it's stronger, right? Like, maybe it's something where, like, it's like a Tiger Bomb or a Bengay or mm-hmm. something like that, but, mm-hmm. it, but it's so much... Uh, more powerful because it's meant for as an industrial degreaser. <laughs> but that that is that was their hypothesis, okay. and that's what all the official sources say is the answer. However, people still dispute it. Or like the local re- hardware store guy being like, "Yeah, it was weird. This woman came in and would just buy us out of degreaser every shipment that we got." Right? You know, seems yeah. like something like that would be relatively easy to to verify, but. So, so that's why, to me, the alternate solution sounds maybe more plausible. But and that and the and the hospital would want to cover up that they had found that any of their people were involved in making. Yeah. It, so I didn't know meth was uh, that popular then, but interesting. Are there any other theories? No, Those are the two main ones. Oh, that that story is always one that pops up on like the BuzzFeed listicles. It's so interesting. Yeah, I cannot believe she was just thirty one too. That's awful. Yeah. Dang. Well, Katie, thanks as always for giving me new things to be afraid of. It's spooky season. Spooky. Season. spooky. <laughs> your your own mortality is spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Contemplate the <laughs> finiteness of your life and spooky. Did you no, just? Not, of course, it's not doing it. Did you just fall? There we go. No, I was cracking my knee for you. Oh no! Don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Stop. No. 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 Lizards, the video, if we ever pivot to video, that video would be pretty hilarious. I'm like sticking my legs up in the air to try and bend my knee as close to the microphone as possible. Curse you. It's it's literally why whenever I crack anything, 
Um, it doesn't hurt when I crack my bones, because um, if it did, why would I do it? It's satisfying and lovely. But I always say, ow, and it's because of my knees, because this happened... Um, I mean, I've always had bad knees and weird knees. Like I have like a weird bump on one of my knees because my knee plates, when I went through a growth spurt, didn't align properly. So it looks like I have a little third knee. It's called Osgood Slaughter's Slaughter's condition. So that's why I have that right there. It's a hot girl fall. Um, What can I say? Hey-oh, get you a girl with a third knee. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I had to wear I had to wear like a full on brace for it, um, and I played soccer a lot and was running all the time, and so um, I would be the brace would full on cut up the inside of my other leg because I wasn't used to running with like huge pieces of Velcro and buckles yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Ow. It was a fun time to be an impressionable Ow. girl, <laughs> um, but uh, because whenever I would bend my knees starting in like you know, third, fourth grade, they would snap. Boys are the worst and would be like, hee hee, Katie farted, hee hee. So does not sound like a fart in any way, shape or form. Sounds like a dry twig snapping. But uh, so anytime anything on my body would snap, I would go ow Mm -hmm. to try and be like, either my farts really painful or obviously it was my bone that was just making a noise. Uh, I, I don't wish a painful fart on anyone. So if, if lizards, if you're having painful farts, you need to talk to a doctor or medical Just professional. Just don't go about to that, uh, okay? Riverside General, maybe. I don't know. So that's literally to this day, um, sometimes still, I've tried to get out of it because fuck those kids who made me feel fuck like I kids. needed to say ow. But, you know, kids are mean. Um, so still to this day, sometimes like if I'm bedding in my empty home. With just me and Oliver Queen. Still say ow, ow, If I bend ow. down and get something, I'll, I'll, I'll just like bend down and pick up like laundry. I'll be like, ow. Not a fart. Like it's like Not I don't fart. even real. <laughs> I just would, I just don't even realize I'm saying it. Just like sometimes when I crack my knuckles, I don't even realize I'm doing it until I'm editing our podcast later. And I can see the little Ew, like no. um, thing. So. No, stop it. Uh. My grandmother used to hate it. She would yell at me so much. I'm not gonna yell at you. Oh, that was. You guys should have seen the way she looked at me. Held up her pinky to the camera and just popped it. Enough. All right, go live your best life in the Pacific Northwest in the fall. Bye. <laughs> Lizards, we will talk to you next week. Please let us know what you think. Like, what what do you think? Like, yeah. what would you do if blo- like blobs came raining Look, down? I I feel like we're like more well versed in um like zombie zombie stories apocalypse. and things yeah, like that. Sure. Where if there were blobs raining down, I feel like we'd be you know people would put on makeshift hazmat stuff just, or like stay inside. Be, look. It's COVID times. I'm not leaving my fucking house if there's gelatinous blobs falling from the sky. Nope. I'm not leaving my house if it's beautiful out. You think I'm going to leave my house when there's gelatinous blobs? <laughs> you morons. <laughs> so what do you think? What would you do? And then with the toxic lady, what do you, like, do you think it's this, uh, she became a container of nerve gas? God, what do you that's think? Um, you can find us on the interwebs. Not that you'd want to uh, after this episode, but okay. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram stories where sometimes I'll be like, look, my knee is cracking. Uh, and I'll just go boop. Nobody wants and to see that. And you can hear it. Nobody wants to see it or hear it. 
Anyway, I mean, I follow lots of chiropractors, so and they have millions of followers, so clearly some people want to hear oh, it. So um, does Dr. Pimple Popper, but I'm not, <laughs> not doing that on my Instagram stories. That's that's not goo coming. Like, my knee's cracking, or it's not goo coming out of an orifice. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find us on the interwebs, uh, at Wine Times Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or at our individual accounts. I am at Kitty Haas, and MM is at true crime wine 69 thank you to nobody for that <laughs> thank you to an anonymous source we shall <laughs> thank you to an, an anonymous donor um <laughs> and we'll see you next week when uh mm brings us some uh probably a five-parter or... um look i'm working on a novel <laughs> so.